Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. This is Four Center, and that is Joseph Scrimshaw, and that is Jennifer Landa, and everyone is here for a party. I like being a that. A that? A that? <laughs> it's like a finger wagging a that. <laughs> it, yeah, it felt like a very exciting Dr. Seuss intro. Oh. That one and that, that two. one. This one and that one. And bibbidi bop. Oh. And our bibbidi doos. Zuba bop. As always, we, uh, we're we happy to be here talking Star Wars with you. Jennifer, how are you doing? I'm good. 
You I'm good. You scared yourself with a happy beeps, allegedly? Oh, my goodness, I did. I am a wimp when it comes to horror horror stories. Uh, so it was a well. great time of year for you. Ah, <laughs> you know, I'm like wading into the waters where I kind of like to get scared a little bit. Right. And then I'm like, no, 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 I can't sleep. Uh, yep. I'm scared to walk down the stairs. <laughs> it's probably not a good idea. I totally understand. I have a, I have a, I have a partner in my life who loves the scary pictures, and uh, this is her favorite time of year, and it is not mine. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's yeah. a, um, a paranormal activity. We had to watch one and two, that, that show on Netflix where I, I have a feeling I'm going to have to stop watching I Love Your Garden, Joseph, and I'm going to have to start watching the Hill, Hill House. Hill House oh. Haunted. Haunting of the Hill House. Yeah, yeah. I understand, Jennifer. (laughs) But Happy Peeps is out and about. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and super scary, right? And super scary. Be terrifying to listen to. I haven't I, listened to it yet. I hope so. Well, I, I'm sure people are like, "That's not scary." <laughs> well, but that's the thing they they do. That's the thing they do to us. Right. They're like, "Oh, come on, come on." You're not in this brain. Well, let me. I think I've asked you both before, but what is it? Uh, what kind of things scare you? Is it like the jump scares? Is it the creaks in the floor? Or is it like the deeper, more psychological horror? Or is it both? For I mean, the jump scares <laughs> I, I can you know I can get over and blah, 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 can, I can watch and with one eye closed and yeah. focus on a small corner of the screen so I don't see the whole screen. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Large Marge scared me in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, so I still have that kind of like. Fair enough. But it is the uh, you know <laughs> paranormal activity got me. I was raised uh, you know in the uh, in the church and 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 so you start talking about demons. I'm going to start looking around the corners and going, what if they're get back? What if they're right there? And I get scared. Yeah, it, it, you yeah. should. That's the point. That's exactly. That's the point. You should always be afraid of their ghosts so you can do something about. <laughs> do something it. about. That's, I think that's the point. I've been going horror crazy this weekend. It's yeah, been great Hello. this week. And yeah, I, I love spooky things. Yeah, and uh, over the years I've become more excited about lots of different kinds of horror. Just went crazy on Halloween uh, yeah. because I was doing an episode of my podcast obsessed about it. And I had never watched it because I had only, as like a kid from like the 80s, heard Mm -hmm. just like, oh, yeah, it's one of those cheap slasher films where women are kind of objectified. Like, yeah, some of the later sequels get crappy. And then over the years, if we're like, no, the original is actually kind of a classic. I'm obsessed. I've watched it twice. This weekend, I went to the reboot. It's so good. Oh. And it Uh, is so much about that idea of like, well, horror is present. You can't ignore it. It's uh, there. Yeah. The, it, it, man, for any of our listeners who like horror, yeah, gotta see the Halloween reboot. You liked uh, it, yeah. It's not the reboot; it's a continuation. Continuation, right? It right. is the Force Awakens of horror. <laughs> ah, I love it. What? Amount of similarities because, yeah. without spoilers, it tells a multi generational story with mm. your original heroes and mm. with new young heroes. Okay, right. it is obsessed with paying tribute to the original while also really trying to be its own thing. Mm. It's fascinating. It's so much like The Force Awakens. Huh. I love that. Yeah. I won't watch it. Won't? Okay. No, I, I have seen the first <laughs> Halloween, though. Oh, you have? And I, and I do. And I, and I only saw it recently. Uh, and, and, yeah, you, you can tell. You can tell when you're watching something that was a classic. You know, you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, I see now why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Right. Well, I'll describe. Uh, you describe the, it to the me. New Halloween to with, you. with the lights on. Yeah. No, no, no. We're gonna turn the lights off and sit the in the corner. <laughs> I'm just gonna describe to you. Describe the it in detail. Film. Yep. Well, that's uh, hey. You know, this is the time of year. <laughs> People want Star Wars horror. I'm like, I don't know about that. Let's wait. Let's wait. Ewoks are scary enough for me. 
Um, that's uh, are, are, well. Anything else going on in uh, our Star Wars adventures there, Jen? You've had, uh, no, my my daughter has really gotten into uh, my old action figures again. She kind of goes through cycles, and she pulled out the Chicken Walker, which she kept she kept calling it a Tauntaun, and she had the Tauntaun out. I was like, <laughs> no, like no, 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 it's a metal Tauntaun. Yeah, Chicken yeah. Walker. She wanted to take it to bed with her, and I was like, you can't sleep with that. It's gonna break, break. and it's gonna hurt you. <laughs> Then she paired Luke Skywalker with Tiana, okay. Princess Tiana, which was an awesome combination. Yeah, sure. Sorry, Prince Naveen. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun. I love yeah. it. Nothing mm. is sacred. There's yeah. no canon in her mind. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of her just going to school and telling people, like, I have ATSD. And people going, like, are you okay? <laughs> I know. I was like, I resisted saying ATSD. I'm like, uh, Chicken Walker is going to be easier yeah, for her it. <laughs> She calls it the superhero, the gray superhero. I mean, that's, wow. you know. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. If, if to certain people of the Empire, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, how about you guys? Uh, I, I'm all right, Joseph. You're you're in a you, you know the Doctor Who uh, season is upon yeah. you. You're still having fun watching oh, that. You're, yes. you got you got a lot of stuff coming. I up. do. I watch uh, Doctor Who and The Walking Dead, and then That's I right. get like mm. four hours of sleep, and then I come talk about Star Wars, and it's a great time to be alive. <laughs> yeah, they're all doing Doctor it Who is. again. I we've had a couple of Four Center fans tweet and say we gave it a try. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, so great. amazing! You can jump right in with this new season. Mm. And they did an amazing episode uh, yesterday uh, as we're recording mm. about Rosa Parks. That was like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And Doctor Who has time traveled many times. And this is the first episode where it's like, we're going to be real honest yeah. about the time we're traveling to and about how difficult it is. So it's <laughs> wow. amazing uh, entertainment good. and just good for your soul. That's great. That's great. That's great. I, uh, I've just been up late watching uh, old... Uh, YouTube news footage of uh, a big events in our life. <laughs> really? I don't what? know. I get obsessed with that. Okay, that's so I a watched, specific kind of horror. I watched almost all of CNN's coverage of the Reagan assassination. Oh. Really? There's a video that's like two hours and 30 minutes. Oh <laughs> Young Bernard Shaw. And wow. I, I just... I. It, it's something that's been in my life, but I, I don't. And then YouTube came along, and then I, I don't intend. I don't. I don't sit down and go. You know, I want to watch. I want to watch the uh, Columbia <laughs> disaster as it returns to Earth. I just somehow click yes. on it. Next thing you know, two hours later, it's three in the morning. I'm like, I gotta talk about four center stuff in the morning. What am I doing? Yeah. What am well, I if you want to slip in information about the Reagan assassination, history is important. History is important. Yeah. It, uh, I, yeah. It, it was. Uh, I don't know what this part of my brain is. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Huh. I need it. I need to stop. I see Carrie Fisher. Uh, oh, oh, in the background. Interview, yeah. So I remember I've, that interview. Uh, shown uh, just a little bit. I, I think we've all seen some of these clips before, but uh, my friend Dan Farron, he's uh, been on the Knapsack Files. He's a, a writer and a storyteller. Um, he gave me, we were going to a pro wrestling show together. We work in pro wrestling together every once in a while. And uh, he goes, he, I, it's a burned copy on a DVD. And he's like, you got it. It's a Mike Douglas show promoting Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Carrie Fisher, this spot, she's describing Princess Leia to Mike. Douglas, um, and then Harrison and Mark Hamill come out a little bit later. Right. So, um, and how they're clearly like, eh, these two schlubs, and then <laughs> Hollywood royalty, the daughter of Debbie Reynolds and Eddie Fisher. Right. And, and it, it's so interesting to see because here she, what is she, 1920 at this yeah. time? Yeah. And, and she's trying to, pr- the Carrie that we would eventually know and love, this wisecrack and say what she wants and says, it's bubbling up there. <laughs> yeah. But she just, doesn't feel she can. So there's some funny moments. He's being very nice to her, but like just some, one thing co- comes up and 
about something she said. He goes, he just, he just, she, they're like, all right, Star Wars. He goes, you dropped out of high school. She's like, well, I, I, I slid out of high school. <laughs> and, and, the, and she goes, you know, don't believe everything in the press kits. And he, well, but you said that, right? And it, it just is a funny exchange <laughs> that uh, Carrie later on in life would have dealt with a lot different than, than this one here. <laughs> so it's an interesting time capsule. So uh, great. Maybe we'll we'll find a way to work some of the clips into future yeah, shows. Yeah, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. So that that is uh, that's my Star Wars ventures uh, or life. Yeah, adventures. Those, that, that's about it for me. Yeah, all sorts of <laughs> writing and podcasting and <laughs> right. watching horror films, and that's about it. It is the time of the year we have caught up, and we're going to talk about Star Wars news. Jennifer, I'd say there's less news these days, which sometimes is. Is all right, but there's always some interesting nuggets. Mm-hmm, that's right. Got a little bit of a snow, snow loose wheel, oh boy. Uh, watching too much Frozen. Okay, Oscar <laughs> Isaac did a great interview with IndieWire last week where he talked about how he will be taking a year off from acting once episode nine wraps. He also shared that there's been less pressure filming this saga film because everyone is focused on, you know, just making a good movie rather than simply getting things right. Mm-hmm. Director J.J. Abrams has also allowed the actors to improvise on set. And as a result, everyone is having a really good time. And as far as fan expectations, Isaac said, quote, you make a movie and people are supposed to like or not like it or not care about it, he said. Those are the only three options. (laughs) So it's not shocking that one of those things happened, end quote. I love his attitude. It was just perfect. But I know that the the improvisation bit has been gaining a lot of traction I don't see anything. I actually think that the whole thing about J.J. Abrams is is really fascinating. How mm. it seems like J.J.'s just more comfortable, kind of like, let's just have fun. Yeah. We're making a Star Wars movie. Not about getting it right. I think yeah. th- there's some there's some interesting nuggets in there beyond the improv headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think there is always that possibility of overanalyzing. Of yeah. like, you know, Oscar Isaac is doing this interview for another film, right? Yeah. And he mm-hmm. has to... An- or some question. He has to say something about episode nine. Right. There's nothing he can say. But so did like on his last shooting date was like JJ Abrams like, we did three takes of the line as I wrote it. Do you wanna do you wanna try one with a slightly different spin? And then Oscar Isaac Corners like, I gotta say something. <laughs> gotta say something. Yeah. So it could be as simple as that. Yeah. You have to remember because we're so hungry for information. We run with like it they're playing zip zap zap and doing improv warm-ups <laughs> every day on set. They are yeah. you know, yeah. sometimes they're just swapping roles. Some days <laughs> Daisy yeah. Ridley plays Finn. Total amber. Like, yeah. we run with it sometimes, I think, yeah. more it's like, it's uh, like a, you know, than it, it's possibly. It's, it's like become a Christopher Guest movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's waiting for Snowman. <laughs> waiting for Snowman. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I would love to yeah. see that. But I think what's interesting is him talking about just how, yeah, they just feel like uh, they feel more comfortable yeah. the third time out. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And if I was going to overanalyze it, mm-hmm. like I, I'm cautioning us against doing, it, it would be really cool to me if J.J. Abrams is really like, not so much as like whatever, man, but more like I know what I want to make. Yeah, and uh, and I'm I feel really comfortable in it. I'm not worrying about making the movie that Disney Lucasfilm right. Kathleen Kennedy that fans have asked for. I'm worried about making the movie I like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, He's and I trust look- my actors enough to go like, do you want to give it a spin and see if you have a different, a slightly different line reading or slightly different word choice that's fun? Yeah, I mean they know these characters by now so yeah. well. They've lived with them. Um, yeah, so yeah, JJ's not going down a list of fan fan expectations and going, let's get this in. Yeah. And just the pressure. I mean, the pressure was on the first one. The pressure was definitely on the second one. Yeah. You got to make this work, you know? And I also just think uh, putting on a writerly hat, 
I think Ryan Johnson is a writer who picks his words very carefully. Mm-hmm. And if you go through Last Jedi, there are very specific things like it was a, mm-hmm. a Jedi who trained and created Darth Vader, and then mm-hmm. you know you have that rhythm of Ky- of Ray asking, you know, mm-hmm. did you create Kylo Ren? And th- there are those very writerly choices throughout. So it might have just been that he was really like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you can't say you know failed. It's yeah, created. It has created. to be created. So mm-hmm. it might be that too. Could be that. Could be that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the script supervisor is on set telling you, like, you actually said A, it's supposed to be the, remember that next time. Like, they are literally telling you that, and you're like, oh, shoot. I just think it could be as simple as, like, you know, in the moment. I'm guessing there's a lot more action, right? Mm. So maybe in the moment, like, kind of what John Boyega has already done, where it's like, woohoo, yeah, that felt good. (laughs) That's the improvisation. You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be great when the movie comes out and we're all just like, which line did Oscar Isaac improvise? Right, he's like, like, oh yeah, <laughs> that one. I made it yeah. up. That's it. It's not like my mother Shara Bay. She told me that. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like that's not that kind. Well, of being thing. raised on uh, in Yavin Four, <laughs> right. yeah, and, and there's something to. <laughs> he just crashes into his face. Like, can I get a suggestion <laughs> yeah. from one of you stormtroopers? Where am I working? <laughs> need a place. Yeah, give me a place. Give me an emotion. Uh, and, and I think because uh, some of these, because of the the deep dives into these headlines, uh, the solo one brought. Us brought to the forefront improv on set and yeah. Yeah. becomes this talking point, and it's not the same thing. It's, it's not, not the same, same. thing. No. And, and good for Oscar Isaac taking a year off. Yeah. yeah. Gee, I'm jealous of that. I know. <laughs> See you next year, Four Center fans. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back when Oscar Isaac is. Right. Well, if you love Jabba as much as I do, you are in for a treat. Hasbro shared an update on their Java sale barge from the upcoming HasLab Vintage Collection, and the packaging looks amazing. The team at HasLab referenced the original Kenner Ewok Village playset box for their packaging design, so the box art truly has a vintage feel to it. They also made a 9-by-9-foot set of a Sarlacc diorama so they could photograph the sail barge in all its glory. The diorama required 900 pounds of sand and took 120 hours to create. So if you paid the $500 to own one of these sail barges, just know that your money has been well spent. <laughs> Did you guys watch that video of them putting together this set? No, no. Oh. I just looked at the pictures of the box, which just caused me uh, yeah. like uh, it's nostalgia so intense. It's like joy and pain at the same time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's beautiful. I can't watch the video Oh, because I'll start clearing space. Mm, it's <laughs> huge. What's the length? Is it six, seven feet? What is oh, it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at your table yeah. over there. It would definitely take up that whole. Yeah, table. yeah I mean, I'd clear space. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Clear space. But one of these days, you guys are going to show up here, and the Death Star Lego set's going to be here. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't. Can't afford that either. So. Uh, <laughs> That's that's the problem I have. So you your crafting heart was made happy by watching a video of them uh, putting sand on a sarlacc? It was like a dream come true. <laughs> you know, they have the, this whole group of people and they're filling the box with sand and then they've got like all these fancy lights because they're going to photograph it for the box mm-hmm. of this play set. And then they're putting, carefully putting the little, you know, figures on, on the sail barge, the what is Klaatu and whatnot. And yeah. so it's really cool. Yeah. And is it is it to the 
six inch scale or the three and three quarter inch? Three and three quarter. It is to that. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's part of the vintage line, technically. Gotcha. Right. Um, hmm. It also made me wonder if we'll ever get Disney streaming service a behind the scenes like series because that'd be really cool of how they make these toys. Or, I mean, well, just like this, just well, the packaging art. I, I'm typing up here right now. Uh, I, I was watching, it's a couple years old, the documentary Plastic Galaxy, the story of, story mm. of Star Wars toys. Oh. It's on Amazon Prime. And someone uh, on one of my streams suggested, I think I'd seen it, you know, the grab. And I'll say this, the toys that made us, it's probably that episode's a little better because that's actually an emotional episode. You can get you really, yeah. it's a good tight hour of the story. This one's a little longer and it's got a lot of the same people. Mm. In the interview, but they go through the the guy that made Bright Tree Village. <gasps> he made it out of re- the model out of sticks that he found in the parking lot outside of Kenner on the way to oh, work. Wow. Oh and and they have it there. They show it, and it's yeah for, for you, Jen. You you would really love it. And then the guy who took the pictures <gasps> of and and he was talking about how like the first round of pictures in seventy seven seventy eight was like ah, I mean it, it, I came along and like made it better. <laughs> like he, he had this old like camera from like 1930 one of those like old like and he like took those the the, the photos on the box so it is fascinating so i would love five six years from now the black series documentary or something like that yeah that'd be great yeah let's do it yeah (laughs) let's oh we do it sure four center presents all right we're gonna kickstart that right now everybody we can uh, you buy vintage figures and then just pose them and make our own little tv show i'm down for that too you know that won't take much time no (laughs) Clear some space for that. Uh, So what do you get a Star Wars fan for their birthday? How about a surprise visit from George Lucas? (laughs) That's what John Favreau got for his birthday on October 19th. John was on set overseeing production on The Mandalorian when George Lucas stopped by. John shared some pics of the visit on his Instagram account. And one uh, one was of him and George, who was holding his phone, which had the flashlight app on. (laughs) It was a little weird. Uh, And the second pic was of George... John and Dave Filoni, who is directing the first episode of The Mandalorian. Okay, that that picture of Grandpa George, can't use his iPhone. Why didn't they just <sighs> crop it? It's well, such an awkward. And then there's there's like a bottle of wine too, right? Yes, there's like and a random bottle of looks wine. Looks like they're on set based on like the wall behind them. Yes, they are on yeah. set. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's just the <laughs> ultimate reminder that George Lucas doesn't give an f. <laughs> Where he's like, he's clearly there chatting with John Favreau, probably having a great time because it seems like John Favreau's making the kind of show that most likely George Lucas is like, great, I get to sit back yeah. and watch this. This was the whole point for me. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, but like John Favreau can't, you know, get him to be like, let's take about four or five pictures. Let's frame it. It's just clearly like somebody's like, hey, George, look here. What? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good enough. <laughs> I'm not doing another. <laughs> oh, is my phone light on? I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Out of the photo, like his his like flash went off or something, or I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Okay. What do you? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Ask him to do it again? Yeah. yeah. Faster, more intense. Was George he looking at a detail on the set with his flashlight? Yeah, yeah. He could really see. Oh. Yeah, like that famous uh, the, the Return of the Jedi making of shot where he's leaning over the model of the Death Star, yeah. like pointing at it. Maybe oh, he was yeah. just doing that. Like, yeah, he's really oh, studying like, a model. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like what you doing? He's been kind of making the rounds, you know, with Solo yeah. and Ron Howard, and now with John Favreau. Do you think John Favreau mm. could ever rope him into directing an episode? Ooh. Can you imagine? I keep thinking that more now than I would have ever thought because of Filoni. Clearly, he has that kind of you know fatherly kind of relationship with Filoni and um, Favreau. It seems like I mean, it, it, not that he didn't know John before, but if, if Filoni's like, yeah, he, John's one of us. He's good. You know, he he, mm. he loves his stuff. 
and, and George comes in and feels comfortable. TV show? I don't know. Yeah. Now more than ever. Yeah. It just seems so much more that George Lucas is into these side projects of playing in this big sandbox yeah. and the continuation of the Skywalker saga he's not is excited about, so he's not going to show up with his bottle of wine and his uh, phone light on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're right. I mean, episode seven, I don't recall these kind of shots. No. No? I mean, no. maybe, correct me wrong, maybe maybe I'm not remembering, but... I think, I think there's yeah. that part in the director and the Jedi that George mm-hmm. Lucas stops by, right? Oh, he yeah. calls he Ryan. Calls. He calls, yeah. So uh, George Lucas is on the phone for you. <laughs> he's touching him, but like, it's so fun to imagine him just like getting there and like being like, now, Django's not a Mandalorian. You know that, right, John Favreau? <laughs> I'm telling you. Tell you. Let's clear this up. <laughs> Let's clear this up. <laughs> oh, um, my gosh. I, I wanted to bring up uh, under this news item, you, you guys saw on the Star Wars show, the kind of salty graphic they made for John Favreau. I did Wait, see that. Wait, what was the salty graphic? This is, I, I mean it in a good way. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just kind of fascinating for uh, following all of the, the uh, back and forth of this. They made this graphic of John Favreau's Instagram, number one source for news on The Mandalorian, where it feels like they're trying to have a sense of home humor and just kind of yeah. leaning into like, oh. yeah, it, I guess Favreau's going to do what he's going to do. Yeah. He's gone rogue. Gone yeah. rogue. Gone yeah, rogue. He's yeah. going to keep scooping the Star Wars show by just being like, yeah, I mean, Here's I, a picture of Chewbacca. Turns out he's in it. Oh, uh, did I not tell you guys? No, sorry, sorry. Mm. Yeah, there's something because uh, you know Ron Howard. We get the same kind of joke, but but they, you're right. Leaned into it is is a great phrase. Yeah, they're just like let's own this. Favreau's tweeting stuff like crazy. And, yeah, and, and and it's the official source, which yeah. could be a comment on other sources. <laughs> but yeah. oh, true. But yeah. but yeah. I, I do like it because yeah, it seems like Favreau. I, I I often wonder like those shots. Yeah, did he run it by anyone, anyone, or is he truly going rogue? Yeah, I think rogue he one. is because I've noticed on StarWars.com they're like check back for updates of John Favreau's Instagram pics. Mm. So they're even acknowledging like, well, What's, what filters <laughs> will he use? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the news yeah. breaks when he breaks it. I yeah. guess. And I don't think it's bad. I think it's. I think that's right. great yeah. for them to have a sense of humor about yeah. it. And yeah, no, and I think that's what that show does so well. It's mm-hmm. so so fun, so loose. Hmm. Yes. Well, big news for Star Wars Battlefront 2 fans. Over the coming months, Clone Wars era content will be available on the game, starting with new playable heroes and villains rolling out each month. This month is General Grievous, voiced by Matthew Wood. Obi-Wan Kenobi, voiced by James Arnold Taylor, will be available in November. Count Dooku, voiced by Corey Burton, will be available in January. And Anakin Skywalker, voiced by Matt Lanter, will be available in February. This is huge. Will I ever see you guys again? <laughs> Just going to be playing this game. Yeah, the, the yeah. podcast is canceled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See you next year. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, Slightly grumpy. I mean, this is a great. Just give it, give it to me right now. Give me oh, all four of these characters. Right yeah, now. yeah, that's true. Uh, I think that I understand the slow rollout to yeah. keep people excited, and so each one is an event. Yeah. Um, I do worry about like, well, I want October thirtieth is when General Grievous is dropping. Okay. So there's a part of me that's like, uh, I haven't been playing as much because I needed to get my life back because I had a little bit of an issue there for yeah. a few weeks. We're like, all right, okay, understood, all understood. Right, I need to take a little step back. In October thirtieth, I want to like everybody yeah. else. I want to turn on and play General Grievous, but I don't know how they're going to handle that right. because you can only pick, you know, yeah. only one player. Can yeah. Be playing General Grievous. So there's a part of me that's like, well, if there were four new people, it would spread that out spread a little bit. Spread it out a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, this has been the ongoing battle with Battlefront 2, how it's been handled, right? I mean, a lot of people still unhappy with a lot. I, I just played the game uh, for the first time in a bit over the weekend. 
um, had fun streaming it and it was a lot of fun. You know, um, the squad mode is good. Like yeah. it's, it, it's, it's a little weird cause you can't jump back, back in sometimes cause people are fighting. <laughs> so you're like, <laughs> I want to help the guy. But, but I, so that I, I always love their improvements. It just seems the reputation and the word of getting this out doesn't seem to yeah. always be successful. And there might be some really great reason beyond just uh, sure. spreading out the promo and I don't know what it is. So. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's just me being an, an impulsive, uh, sniveling fan who wants it all now, now, now. Yeah. I want it now. But uh, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited that the voices are the yeah. people we love. Super Huge. excited uh, for a friend of the show, James Arnold Taylor, that yes. he gets a reprise uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm, I think they do a great job in Battlefront writing the line. So I'm so yes. excited to see what funny things Obi-Wan says to people. Mm. Yes. Uh, yes. You, you've got a great uh, mental Excel sheet of all the funny lines <laughs> from Battlefront. <laughs> I have the ones I love. That's <laughs> awesome. That is going to do it That's for this week. That's the news. That's, That's the, news. the news. Also, hey, uh, you know, I have a little out of sorts here. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrials.com slash force center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So let's just do it now. Joseph, we got our force center recommends an audiobook we think you all should take another listen to. That is right. We are heading into Clone Wars celebration time and spooky Halloween time. And if you put those two together, you come up with Dark Disciple by Christy Golden. So I think people should uh, check that out and give it a nice spooky listen. Yes, you know, inspired by Jen's happy beeps on Katie Lucas oh. and the Asajj. I've been rewatching some of the Asajj stuff to really look a little bit more at that character and, yeah. and the fact that her story picks up here. It's a great read. Yeah. Great read. Uh, so to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash force center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audiobook and directly help the show. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. All right, we've got a character in mind, in the spotlight, because it is his time. We don't talk about him a lot, Joseph, but Mm -mm. hello there, General Grievous. (laughs) That is right. Now is the time of General (laughs) Grievous, right? He's coming to Battlefront 2 very soon. And so it is. And so it is. Uh, maybe returning in the Clone Wars uh, new season. Yeah. Maybe missing entirely. We don't know. <laughs> but if they are building right up to uh, the Battle of Coruscant, maybe, maybe he gets some marching orders. Uh, he is, in generally, I think, an overlooked character. He's not as fleshed out as a lot of other Star Wars characters. Mm-hmm. I think where he really shines is in memes. Yeah. You see him... <laughs> In a lot of memes with the hello there, General Kenobi, uh, back and forth. Uh, he is, of course, the leader of the droid army. He is a Jedi killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kind of sounds like he's really good at dating Jedi, but no, he murders them. Swipe right. Takes the <laughs> Jedi killer and Tinder hotshot, General Grievous. He has so many arms to swipe with. Uh and he is responsible in universe for uh, keeping the Clone Wars going for a long time. Yeah. Because yeah. that was their whole, the Jedi's whole thing. It was like, look, we just take out Count Dooku, we take out General Grievous, it ends, right? Yeah. Nope. nope. So he's kind of a big deal in lots of ways, but we don't talk a lot about him. So let's just start our discussion mm. by getting our taking our General Grievous temperature. What, if anything, do you both feel about General Grievous? 
I'm going to defer to you, Jim. Yeah, oh, yeah. I want to I I see because yeah. it's a mystery. I truly don't know yeah. how you feel about General Grievous. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I don't want to say <laughs> love because that's too strong of a word, but oh. I really like this character. Awesome. I don't know a ton about him. It's not like, you know, I'm an expert on him, mm-hmm. but I like I like him. I think he's kind of funny. I think he's weird. Uh, there is this great cosplayer. Oh, I can't think of his name at the moment who was at San Diego Comic-Con cosplaying as as General Grievous, it was frightening in person. Yeah. And I like that about him, that he is this this hulking figure, and yet he has that cough that <laughs> makes him like, well, maybe I could beat him, you know? Yeah. He's a goofy terror. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Did the cosplayer have uh, separating arms? Uh, No. Okay. I don't mean. think so. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Okay. Ken, how do you feel about Goofy Terror? Goofy Coffin General Grievous. He is, and I, I think an early Star Wars ranked had this list, or maybe an early Spotlight Star Wars. He is my number one most disappointing character in Star Wars. <gasps> oh, what? But, but the reason is, is much like, say, Count Dooku. When I, I was like, what is, who, what? What is this? And now I'd say, I'd say Dooku is one of the more intriguing characters yeah. that I think is yet to fully be explored. Uh, I think Grievous is in that same way, where I look at him and I love the design. Mm-hmm. I love, and then if you read, you know, what is the Labyrinth of Evil, the one that's seen, it's no longer canon, and, and also in the Tartakovsky Clone Wars, like it kind of sets up a little bit more with the cough, Mace Window hurts him, or whatever. Yeah, they, they've played around with some story. <laughs> Physically. Physically, Not yeah. Emotionally. emotionally. Um, <laughs> I think there's a lot there. And then in the novelization, gosh, and I thought about rereading that soon. Uh, the Revenge of the Sith one? Yeah. Is where they talk about um, how he was unveiled, and I think I've mentioned this before in other places where he, he was unveiled in the catacombs beneath the you know the Petronaki Arena on Geonosis, and that it was like this horror. Talk about Star Wars horror, and the Jedi were like, "What is this monster?" And he's killed some Jedi. We don't know who this is. I'm like, "Well, that's awesome," but none of that's really played with now. No. So every time I go to that character, I'm like, "Well, that's all." And he was the Snoke of his generation because he <laughs> gets cut out pretty early, and you go into that movie thinking he's he's the big baddie, one of them, you know, the yeah. Palpatine, and, and this is the story of Vader. But so most disappointing because I still think there's a lot left on the table that we should know and figure out about him. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think that he is definitely one of those characters. Uh, many Star Wars characters are all about the way you're introduced to them. Yes. So if you're a Star Wars fan, super into the prequels or really curious and you watch the Clone Wars animated series where they really set him up to be deadly mm-hmm. and then he's a slightly different characterization in the actual Revenge of the Sith movie or it just translates differently to live action, I think you have a different attitude toward him, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm curious to hear people who just kind of come to him fresh of like, yeah, I didn't watch Revenge of the Sith in the theater, and I've never seen the right. Clone Wars, the the 2D Clone Wars might have a different attitude, but I've always loved him. Yeah. Because I see him as like B-movie, mm-hmm. and like I feel like mm-hmm. the prequels so wrestle with those two sides of George Lucas, where one side of him, he's all in into his own mythology of being... Joseph Campbell mythology guy Mm -hmm. and you get that depth in the prequels but then you get this surface level of like I just want crazy weird stuff (laughs) 
that, you know, I would have seen on late night, you know, spooky television in the 1950s. And General Grievous is like this B-movie dream come true, like this creepy robot, not a robot that you don't know anything about. And two arms is scary, but wait, four (laughs) arms? And, oh, and he moves in this creepy, weird, leg-flipping yoga way. He's hunched (laughs) over. He's got the menacing cape. Yeah, Yeah, he's got a cape and then a hacking cough for some reason. (laughs) Like, yeah, there's his design is, like, creepy and, like, this weird spider robot alien. Yeah. With a kind of sick cat eyes. Like, he's so B-movie in such a great way that, to me, anything goofy about him feels like it's under that umbrella and that aesthetic for me that I really love. Yeah, I, I'm right. And, and the cough is probably the, the most, you know, problematic thing for a lot of people. Jen, you mentioned the cough. And I, I, I other than wanting to know why, I, I always found it to be, yeah, just this, like, totally interesting, like, <laughs> okay, like what's that? What? It is a bold choice, it right? Is, yeah. And it's clear. Yeah, it's not a little, like, hmm. What, like, I mean, like, some of, like, uh, in The Last Jedi, DJ's vocal tics are like, oh, that's an interesting, subtle yes. little choice. Like, right. nope, yeah. nothing subtle about just <laughs> spittle all over General <laughs> Kenobi's face. So, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think we're all in kind of the same spot there. I just, I, I actually want more. I think so. I yeah, more. I think that's what he needs is to be fleshed out a little bit more. Let's talk about that original appearance in the 2D animated Clone mm-hmm. Wars. Uh, he was built up as this terrifying, unstoppable menace. Mm-hmm. So uh, have you watched that recently? And do you prefer that version of General Grievous? Where, like, I feel mm-hmm. like in Revenge of the Sith, he's, he is a force. He's a yeah. problem. And even mm-hmm. in the, the uh, 3D Clone Wars animated series, he's a force to be reckoned with, but not this unstoppable horror that he is in the duty right i i have i've seen clips of the show lately um uh actually because of the asajj thing i was trying to watch mm. her first kind of appearances and uh it, yeah i think there's something about it i prefer or at least would like to take elements of that yeah where he should be like i don't mind him having the humor that you talked about jen and kind of he is kind of funny vader's kind of funny other than one bad dad joke to krennic but um <laughs> I, that, that, that makes sense but yeah knowing I don't need to see it in Revenge of the Sith. It's not like that shot of him uh, 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 killing Shakti in the deleted scenes was needed, but yeah. I get it. Like, oh, this is a threat, and you kind of sometimes need to feel that on screen. So uh, a little bit, I'm okay with it. Pull it over a little bit. Mm. Yeah. I, I liked his appearance in the 2D Clone Wars. It's like a video game. Got, mm-hmm. you know bad bad villain that's that's what he reminds me of just like this unstoppable force and i like that i could have seen even more of that in the films but at the same I, to me i actually thinking back i remember in the theater going whoa how are they going to defeat this thing yeah like i mm. found him to be fr- pretty frightening even though i had watched the 2d clone wars so mm. I, I don't know um I like it. Well, when Obi Wan kicks him, like I love that moment mm. where he's like, "Kick!" Ah! <laughs> oh, right. There, there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. And narratively, we are told that he is mm-hmm. a very hard to stop, or he runs away, and he clearly has slaughtered Jedi. Right. Yes. And uh, speaking of that novel, the mm. novel builds him up into like that's it's such a friction point for mm-hmm. the council to decide who to send. Yeah. And I, one of the things I love about that is they decide to send Obi-Wan, and even Obi-Wan doesn't understand why until he's fighting him and realizes, I fight defensively, and that's the best thing to do against right. this thing that is all about attacking. Right. And right. other Jedi try to fight him in it from a different, different philosophy, and it doesn't work. So, like, 
that stuff in the novelization is great to build them up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like I like the uh, the uh, 2D animated series, and sometimes we sometimes we should do a rewatch and just do an episode about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mm-hmm. totally think that's yeah. a great idea because like that brought a lot of people into Star Wars that yeah. generation. It did yeah. it? Did but there is parts of it now that I go back and rewatch it, and it is so action packed. Yeah. And everything is ratcheted up to this level that you can't quite be sustained. Right. Yeah, and there were shorter episodes, right? I can't. Yeah, been, well, it's they're like, like three, three minutes. Yeah, yeah, little clips, right? Mm. Yeah, so you're you're right. And I was watching the, the, the Asajj one. She fights these crazy Hanna Barbera yes. Scooby Doo creatures. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like what? Yeah. So yeah, I totally totally know what you mean there. Yeah, yeah very not built Samurai to last. Jack, yes, right? yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I think I'm with you, Ken. I would have like I would taken a pinch more. Right. Um, and I'm realizing as we're talking about this. Uh, I think one of the things in his appearance that I have heard people complain about in Revenge of the Sith that moves him away from Unstoppable Killing Machine is the spinning of the lightsabers. It's like, fine, you got four and you can fly around. That's terrifying. But I have heard people say, like, helicopter lightsaber. Oh, how are you going to stop that? Uh, For um, over a decade, I've heard that. Uh, (laughs) How do you feel about the spinning blades? I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's frightening. I was terrified when I saw that. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so, this is like my nightmare. Yeah. 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 Why would I, why would anyone not like that? It's a wall of lightsaber. I think it's just because people feel like, well, it's just so easy to step around. Why is that scary that it's too over the top? Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a movie. I, I could see it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ground the half yeah. alien, half cyborg with four arms in reality. Yeah. I, I could see the like, <laughs> like, like, I don't like the spinning helicopter blades of the Inquisitors, right? And oh, I don't yeah, know, yeah, but I always, it's that thing we always talk about, it's not Star Wars enough or it doesn't seem like Star you, you know when you see it. So the Grievous one, I could understand some people going, ah, it's too much, but you can tell that George in each movie was like, how do we top the last movie in terms yes. of the lightsabers? Mm-hmm. And well, now we got four and we're going to spin them and they're going to crunch the floor and cut it all up. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty cool visual because George wants to make silent movies, you know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and that's why I think it come down on the positive side of, of what's going on there. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about what we know about General Grievous, which isn't a lot, but we do know that he made the choice to be cybernetically enhanced and then he wanted to learn lightsaber art from Count Dooku, as he tells us narratively many times. <laughs> many times. <laughs> uh, do you think he makes sense as a character that is foreshadowing Vader or is a different reflection of Vader because he is someone that is now more uh, man mm-hmm. or more machine than man or organic, more machine than organic, and, uh, you know, mm. is striving to sort of corrupt the... Like I can take these Jedi skills. I don't have the force, but I can kind of corrupt them. Mm. It's 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 an interesting dynamic when you think of it like that. When it, when when Grievous and Anakin are standing opposite each other at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, right? Yeah, it's like there you go, Anakin. That that's what's coming. And it's also weird because I I get a little grumpy about cyborgs and really weird sci-fi stuff in Star Wars sometimes, and I admit it's a fault, but. I forget too that like Vader's a cyborg. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, I'm always like, there's too many cyborgs in the Marvel comic. That Vader human's great. <laughs> um, so I forget. So, it's but it's just I, an outfit. It's an outfit. Yeah. It's an outfit. Um, but Grievous, it works. And it's, and it's, it's, it's interesting that there could be something that Palpatine was like, all right, this is a good test in case. Now, I don't think he ever thought, well, Anakin's going to be chopped up. Yeah. But almost like he's on the, on the, on the beach of Mustafar going, 
wait, I have an idea. You know, <laughs> how, did, yeah. how did you build Grievous? <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah, like, yeah, let's stick with two arms. He's good with two arms. Only, <laughs> how, how does Grievous seem as any sort of reflection or relationship to Vader? I feel like with, with Grievous, he chose, right? He chose yeah. this. Whereas with well, Anakin, he didn't necessarily yeah. choose it. Well, that's, that's and I don't want to cut you off, Jen, well, yeah. uh, uh, but that's why I want a little bit more defined in, in the new modern era canon, because Grievous was manipulated in some stories in the, in the legend stuff. Right. So the choice came out of like, this, we're going to save you, but he didn't, he was in that ship that crashed. And there's this interesting backstory. So the choice it's something he made, but it's a weird mm. manipulated power choice. You know, yeah. Palpatine and Dooku got there, whatever it was. So that's that's why I want to know, right? <laughs> because then that that is a different distinction. Because yeah. then it's more similar in that yeah. sense of these of these two. Yeah, I mean, in the end of the day, in the end of the day, he made the choice, but how he got there, and mm. you know, if he had found out, or did he find out? Or yeah, right. sorry, yeah, right. I derailed you a little. No, 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 no that's, no, that's exactly right. Yeah, it's it's just an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Interesting reflection. To me, it sort of heightens uh, that uh, analogy, that metaphor, that uh, mechanizing your body is losing something of yourself. Mm. You know, and when you go to like Yoda's perspective of like, we're luminous beings. Um, and it, it can be a, it can be a tricky thing, like to start saying like any amount of your physical body replaced by anything mechanical is a sign of corruption. Mm. I think Claudia Gray addressed that really well by giving Bray Organa and you know right. an artificial heart and just like get, look, some people need these. It's not a sign of corruption for right. for everyone, but to take somebody like Grievous and say like I want to kill better. Yeah, I'm already a warrior, but I want to kill better, and mm. I want it to be that I can't possibly die. I want to have racks and racks of extra legs <laughs> <laughs> in my home, which we yeah. literally see in the Clone Wars yeah. animated series. To say that, like, th- I think there's something uh, really powerful about that because, like, mm-hmm. Anakin's sort of a tragedy. He had to end up this way, right? And he sort of like, chose the dark side. But if he had been given the option of, like, if he had beat Obi Wan on Mustafar. I don't think he would have been like, could you give me, I want to be a little taller and chop off, never yeah. have anyone see my eyes. Like yeah. he, he wouldn't, he didn't choose that part mm-hmm. of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to me that Grievous, right. you know, depending on the exact story that we don't know, but, but on some level he did. He gets there. Yeah. yeah. However it is, gets there. Um, he seems proud of it. He seems yeah. stoked by it. Vader's right. never, Vader brags about his power with the force. He's never going around going, and my mechanical hand can crush your windpipe. And Grievous won't shut up about yeah, like, yeah. I have four arms, General <laughs> Kenobi. Yeah. You know, like nice. he's so proud of it. And he's in, you know, the way he's, the the mechanical parts of him are so slinky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 uh, that's some good insight in, into, into the good general. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about the hacking cough. We touched on it a little bit, but yeah. I really wanted to give it its yeah. due because, man, it's one of the things that make Grievous shine. Yeah, It's uh, fascinating. So in it. current canon, to my knowledge, mm-hmm. I could have missed it somewhere. It's not on uh, Wikipedia. There's not an explanation. Uh, right. There's so much in that 2D Clone Wars that was set up, and it's a big force crunch from Mace. Right. Uh, that explains it. So That's right. That's brand right. new as he's going into the Battle of Coruscant. Yeah. But in current canon... We don't have an explanation. Racking my brain, but I, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. So what what would you want to be the explanation of his hacking cough? What would be, like, cool? Mm. I, I'm going to be boring. And I, I still, in my head, can't think it's it's that mace moment. It's the mace crunch. It's the mace crunch. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I, I really do love Labyrinth of Evil. I thought that was a great novel. 
So I, I still kind of have that little headcanon until you take it away from me. Yeah. You know, I'll still yeah. go with that. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't have anything great, exciting. He was crushed by a moon on Ilum or anything like that. I don't, you know. Yeah, I don't see it as one event. I see it like any machine or a car that just over time, you know, you can have a fancy, you know, Mustang, awesome car, and then over time, it's you know, driving the hard streets. Mm-hmm. You start hearing a little rattle. You don't know yeah. what, what the rattle is. Oh, you know? that's great. And it's just, it's just on its last legs but it still has that power but then there's that rattle i love that idea that his lungs are like a muffler that's falling off (laughs) 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 grievous's check engine light has come on and he's ignored it (laughs) yeah that's okay a thousand more miles yeah (laughs) how would you feel if we get some uh you know weird bit of cannon just thrown in that he just he has like space allergies and there's just like something out there that's just like there's a pollen No, No. it would be interesting to me if it's related to his leftover, his organs rejecting the cybernetics or something weird. You know what I mean? Where it's just this weird kind of connection. I love some combination of what Jennifer's saying in that. that There's there's something in that sort of mythology of like, you know, you could have survived without becoming this. Yes. And you're sort of paying for it. But there's this wear and tear on your artificial uh, muffler, yeah. <laughs> your muffler lungs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's kind of crap. You know, his body's like, uh, we were, we were Kalish once. Yeah. You know? We were Kalish. What were you doing? And now we're just hacking up along all the time. <laughs> uh, we talked a little bit about uh, the 2D animated series, but he gets a ton of screen time mm-hmm. in the uh, 3D animated Clone Wars. Do you like him better in Clone Wars? In, in comparison to live-action Revenge of the Sith, do you feel like they line up? What's that relationship like for you? I think they line up. I think they do a pretty good job of, of backfilling some of the, the things, which is it's, it's interesting, and maybe they would have, and maybe they will get to the cough yeah. in Columbus, because that seems like such a George is like, yeah, he's got a cough. Why? Oh, yeah, that yeah. might be in season. He's no, got a that cough. would make sense, yeah. Yeah, it could, it could, it could work. Um, I, I think they line up. I think they're good. I think they, they they have to do it now with modern canon, too, where, hey, Luke's fishing. Let's tell that story of how he got the pole. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's backdate it, so to speak. Um, I think Clone Wars, the animators, does a, does a good job with Grievous in that, that way, especially the one at his house. Yeah, <laughs> the one at his house is the best. Grievous's house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what that episode is called, but his lair is... Grievous's uh, playhouse. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> 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 totally different from Pee-wee's at yeah. Yeah. Cherries in the corner. Yeah. yeah. Jennifer, how do you feel about how they line up? I think it, I think it lines up well, but my my favorite is always going to be his performance in Revenge of the Sith. Okay, I so. just like that the best. There's just mm-hmm. seeing this this thing, this machine, and how agile he is, and then when he like decides to just flee, you know, <laughs> there's just so many great moments. Yeah, you like his scamper, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's like the spider, and then he does like a gymnast thing where he like goes into his uh, little vehicle. It is quite a scamper. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he is the best at running away. It's so yeah. good. And like right. that, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more. That's a, such a huge part of his uh, character. Uh, yeah, I feel like they do a really good job for kind of rebooting this canon uh, of he was really created and introduced to be like leading right up to the Battle of Coruscant in mm-hmm. that 2D. And then that obviously the 3D walks it back a little bit. Of yeah. He's been in this battle for a long time and... I think they are careful that he never encounters Anakin since he has the lines in Revenge of the Sith Correct. that you're, you know, reacting to Anakin's physical appearance. Yep. Um, the only thing that doesn't line up for me, but I like the headcanon of it, is when he 
tells Obi-Wan in Revenge of the Sith that like, I was trained in the Jedi arts by Count Dooku, which like, Obi-Wan knows that, right? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've fought many, yeah, many, yeah, times. many times. But I just kind of like the headcanon of just like, uh, that's the level of conversationalist that General Grievous is, that he just yeah. has to bring this up every yeah, sometimes time. There's that. I have a really bad habit of, of you know, forgetting what I've told people or people don't know me. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I used to work in radio. Yeah, I know you used to work in radio. So that's like, it's my Grievous moment. Like, I was trained in the arts of radio. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know, idiot. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know. We know. We, we know. got it. We got so it. So I buddy. think, yeah, Grievous just, he's just, he just, he wants people to know. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And that layer episode is so great uh, because I think it is one of the uh, episodes that uh, heightens mm-hmm. his, his terror. How do you feel like uh, his ability to kill Jedi, what does that tell us about Jedi? Because we get to know. Mm. Kind of General Grievous's uh, right. suite of of skills. He's all spidery. He's physically stronger. Uh, the the novelization um, shows him as being faster. Like mm-hmm. he can compute angles because he's got some sort of like <laughs> cybernetic part of his brain. So there's this real like mm-hmm. it's like playing a, a, like a, 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 a computer again with chess. Yeah, yeah. Elon you know? Musk's going. I told you about Grievous. Yeah, I exactly. You about like, yeah. He is, he's yeah. he's faster uh, because he he's using like I know all of your fighting skills and I know this angle and that angle and my brain's computing it. Can your force keep you know? So he's yeah. got all these techniques depending on your cannon and he's able to kill Jedi. What does that tell us about the Jedi? Well, I think that you you have to have. I mean, the Jedi are obviously all powerful. They're they're. You have to have an op- opponent like like this Terminator type character yeah. that could go up against them, mm-hmm. and otherwise it just is not as exciting of a story. So he he's a very formidable opponent. I don't know what it says about. Yeah, them, per does it? Se. I guess does it weaken them in your mind, or do oh, you no. feel like no? That makes total sense. That he's makes, a he's yeah. a badass. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yes. cool. Mm-hmm. It it makes sense to me that they you you just made you made a great point, a great observations you always do about Obi Wan having the right Jedi to fight him, mm. not just because he's one of the all star Jedi, but he's got approach. And if the Jedi Order is slowly but surely failing or imploding or getting weakened by a lot of different factors, including you know Yoda saying and Mason them talking, yeah, the new kids generation, why <laughs> a lot of arrogance going, they're yeah, ruining, uh, they're ruining brick and mortar. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it's like Shop they don't know how to, <laughs> yeah, they don't know how to fight him, and so it makes sense <clears throat> that he was trained to be a killer, but also the. 20, 30, 1,000 years ago, maybe the fight would have been different, you know? Because yeah. you, you saw the Mandalorians get in a fight, and I love that moment in the Darksaber um, run in Rebels where, uh, you know, uh, Fenra's like, here, take this thing, Sabine. We used it to fight the Jedi. Yeah. And Kanan's like, we, we got this. You lost that war, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they knew how to fight things a little differently, where now, maybe now, they don't. Yeah. It makes some sense to yeah, me. Yeah, and you, if you think of General Grievous as an extension of certainly Dooku, maybe Palpatine, right. of like, look, yeah, they are all, the Jedi are all being more aggressive than they're used to, and that's going to unbalance them fighting this war. They're mostly just cutting droids apart. Yeah. <laughs> Simple battle droids. And you can get them to give in to fear. Yeah, and that's a great way to be a Jedi is just by theatrics. Yeah, like Duke is pretty theatrical. So like he gave he's probably was like spin the blades that will scare <laughs> the crap spin out of them. The it will unbalance them. Yeah, and in the animated series, you you only see the older masters who yeah. can kind of 
keep yeah. up with his barrage. Mm-hmm. And I, and I like that the the ang- added angle of trained by Dooku, who's like, oh, I've been on that side for a little, let me tell you how you can get them. Yeah. You know, because I'm leaving for a reason, too, old Jedi generation wise getting to me. Yeah. So let me tell you how. That would make some sense. Yeah. That yeah. could be why you keep reminding them he was trained by Dooku. Yeah. And I mean, I think it really is, you know, depending yeah. on, again, the canon, like the the lightsaber forms exist and Dooku knows all of them and they're programmed. Grievous has yeah. got them programmed and he can just switch them up. Oh, <laughs> form seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like the story that it tells of the Jedi being susceptible to um to attack from like lots of different perspectives and then that jedi from the outside seem utterly unstoppable Mm -hmm. but i like the headcanon of like you have to concentrate and you have to be focused and you let one blade in you're done right and that's it and grievous is a great way to expose that Great way, and and Obi Wan is is probably the perfect Jedi. I mean, look what happens with him and Maul, right? He just sits and waits. Yep, I'll wait for you. And even in his first yeah. battle with Maul, he he is smart enough to go for the cut the blade in half, so I don't have to deal with the double blades. Yeah, and he's fighting defensively. That Obi Wan's a good guy. He is. He's, <laughs> he's a all-star. really good Jedi. <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, General Grievous running away like a coward. <laughs> they make a lot of it that he is a uh, mm-hmm. tactician. That he's yeah. the droid leader. We lose track of that. They're not centrally controlled. He's leading them. He's right. telling them what to do. Uh, and his he is this big badass who will run away in order to make sure that he lives to fight another day. And they really celebrate that. And mm. uh, they mention it in Revenge of the Sith and celebrate it in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Well, how does that make you feel about his character? Do you think that is good tactics to, to run away? Do you think it makes him uh, in a, a coward? Like that he's not noble? No, no, not ne- not necessarily. I think it's designed a little bit to be like with him specifically. But yeah. look, Thrawn has that philosophy a lot of the ways too. Right. It's not so run away, but it's like you know the, the battle goes on, and I think in Thrawn it comes off as cooler and grievous. He scampers, <laughs> but that's also might be the, a, a comment on his false bravado, and it might be that kind of comment but i uh, <laughs> overall you know i'm okay yeah i like that the possible line between a brilliant tactician is like <laughs> physically how you like thrawn's like <laughs> how you i'm gonna walk away and like right. and just slowly and calmly imagine mace windu talking about uh general Grievous. like did you see him did you see him <laughs> bend over like a little rat spider <laughs> what a coward scampers away like a chihuahua running back to her, their bed after you give him a treat uh, Jennifer, uh, you you seem to be reacting to the idea of uh, running away does not make one a coward. Yes, smart, <laughs> smart. You got no one to hold them and no one to fold them. Just so right. General <laughs> Grievous is listening to, uh, yeah. to the wisdom of the song, yeah. the wisdom of the gambler. Yeah. yeah, I mean, let's be real. Like if if I was in that situation, <laughs> mm-hmm. you think I'm gonna? Well, I'm not that type of person, I, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, yeah, let me just be headstrong and go towards the danger. I'm gonna Look. go. Give me a second. I need to regroup. I'll, I'll give you a, a, my, my own stupid example. Uh, Black Friday about five years ago. Where it's about uh, <laughs> 11 o'clock at night at, at, um, at, at the mall. I mean, six of my staff are standing there. Um, the mall was not supposed to open for an, uh, two hours. The customers ripped the front doors <gasps> open. No. Ripped Lord. these phys- physically ripped these doors down. And we, we were all <laughs> six of us standing there. And I just looked at everyone and I said, yeah, I went. 
get out, go and get, get out of here. <laughs> and like, we just moved to the side and everyone scampered in and you know what? Not, no one was hurt. Everything was wow. fine. We didn't try to stop the tidal wave. We fought another day. See? Oh, right. I think okay. it's okay. It's okay. We didn't scamper, Joseph. You didn't scamper. You turned <laughs> and walked away walked like Thrawn. Away to the, to the Cinnabon. <laughs> I would scamper. I'm a scamper. Okay. Yeah. It's okay to run. For sure. I feel, I like his story that he, it, it's not so much that he runs away because he's losing a battle. It's like, it, it's, it's his whole philosophy. His goal is to keep the Clone Wars going ultimately mm. for as yeah. long as his masters want them. So it's this great to me, like story of a playground bully that will wait until somebody is weak and alone. Mm-hmm. will play like the dumb tapping game, <laughs> tapping on the shoulder, making oh. like, what, what did you turn around? Why'd you turn around? Why'd you turn around? Uh, but mm. if that bully is suddenly surrounded by 18 yeah. shorter kids who could kick his ass, mm. then he'll whine and cry and run away yeah. <laughs> and live to, poke you another day because I feel like <laughs> Grievous right. might believe like I'm fighting this big valiant war and I'm yeah. you know making these strategic victories but that's ultimately how he's behaving is yeah I'm yelling about how awesome I am and showing you all four arms and spinning my lightsabers until you hurt me yeah yeah <laughs> and then I turn into a little rat spider and run away mm-hmm. uh I think yeah I think that's 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 a great comment on yeah it. yeah it's so good um let's talk a little bit about Kenobi since Kenobi did Kick his butt. General Kenobi. What he, it seems like Grievous gets a little obsessed with Kenobi. What does that tell us about Kenobi that uh, it's yet another mm. arch enemy for uh, General Kenobi? He's got a lot. Uh, yeah, Obi-Wan <laughs> has a, has a, the mall rivalry. Yeah. Vader's got some strong feelings about Kenobi. Yep. But man, General right. Grievous hates. He does. General Kenobi. Yeah. Uh, what are your feelings on that, Ken? Um, I think it's interesting. I think there could be a little bit of uh, jealousy. That's that's why I go to this. Ooh. I do think Grievous, at the end of the day, chooses. But, you know, would he have rather remained a Kalish warrior if he hadn't crashed? You know, again, that's why I want some more answers. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, he, he chooses and uh, what you're saying, Joseph, of like, I could have 42 arms and legs. <laughs> Great. Um, but he, maybe there's a little bit of jealousy. Maybe he knows going to this bully thing. Maybe he is smart enough to know I've analyzed Kenobi and his style is tough for me and maybe yeah. fears him on some level as well. I don't know. Yeah. Cause in the Clone Wars, they show uh, Kenobi almost beat him mm. in, in general Grievous has to run. How do you feel uh, about the Kenobi Grievous uh, tormented relationship? I like the jealousy angle. I see it as like, people don't like Obi-Wan I think because they feel like he's on his high horse and so they just want to knock him down a peg. Oh, Even yeah. like when, when Grievous is like the negotiator. <laughs> yeah. He's just mocking him. You know what I mean? It's You're just, right. He's total like schoolyard bully. <laughs> yeah. like that. Oh, did you bring a book to school? Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. That's how they see yeah. it. Yeah. He's like the nerd, the smart kid, mm-hmm. you know. And I like now this image of, of people having a problem with Obi-Wan. You know, just like even in the Jedi Order. Like, <laughs> He's always telling us about how this and that. Fancy right. accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Sith Lords are speciality. Yeah. All right. Why don't He's you get a tattoo of that, Obi-Wan? Planet Stooge on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like their whole relationship. I, you know, pulling from that book, I love that idea that it's because Obi-Wan fights defensively that yeah. he can take him down. Um, and I like that he seems to kind of lose his patience. Like, Obi-Wan's very patient, but in the Clone mm. Wars, he's just like, come on, mm. just stand still and let me finish this. <laughs> come on, Grievous, stop uh, running away. Uh, let's talk about his demise. How do we yep. feel about his death in Revenge of the Sith? Hmm. You know, um, 
I, I talked about the Snoke thing, uh, the Snoke of his generation, and and yeah, I felt I felt at the time cheated, um, in a way, which again ties to oh, I like this. Oh, he's gone. It's disappointing, but I wanted more. But now I look at it: how he dies, how Obi Wan defeats him, how Obi Wan. It's not just a throwaway joke about a blaster with Obi Wan. No, uh, it's fun, so uncivilized. But like, it says something that this machine was defeated because his last remaining organs were what killed him, and, yeah. and what and just what's at play there. So I, I think I'm more okay with it now. At the theater, at the time, I was like, "Huh? <laughs> like we're twenty minutes? We're like twenty uh, minutes in? Uh, <laughs> a little more, but a little, little more, a little more. Uh, yeah." But uh, Jennifer, you seem tortured. I loved it. Oh, okay, cool. I thought it was so. Thrilling, um, you know. There's that chase and the the what is it? The electric whatever. The wheel the, bike. Yeah, oh. and like the and yeah. the varactyl. Yeah. Wow, the varactyl. Yeah. Right. And there's just so much happening, and then their final showdown, and we see his his organs. Ah, oh, it's great. It is kind of B movie ish in some way. Yeah, it's also a great freeze frame moment. If I've oh, yeah? stopped on those organs before, just oh like, yeah, what is in there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Wikipedia claims it is technically an organ sack. I always assume like heart, but right. it's just yeah, like it's almost too. like a frozen meal of just like sort, <laughs> sorted bag of organs. Yeah, you got oh. some meat, you got some potatoes, like you got an liver. apple crumble. Thought, thought, uh, pull back the sheet over the apple crumble, leave it exposed. Oh. Yeah, he, he should have punctured it so it didn't have as much pressure like you do before you make a frozen meal. Gross. Yeah, that yeah. is really gross. I apologize. Uh, Justin, uh, I have a lifetime of making these meals. Clearly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just I love that um, it is uh, not just like a lightsaber fight, you know, yeah. uh-huh. that it is Obi-Wan exposing this organic inner working. So if you want to have a little bit more fun with what does that mean of yeah. Grievous's like armor, his shell finally gets pulled back. He doesn't even realize that he is exposed and vulnerable. And then there's just so much going on with uh, y- you never get Obi-Wan on a ledge, you know, and if you do, <laughs> yes. you take full inventory of what weapons are left on the ledge yes. because he will pull them to him pull them. using the force. I, I just love seeing a hero do something inventive. Mm. Yeah. And I like that. Again, it's that sort of triumph of uh, the good guys having imagination mm-hmm. and bad guys just going like, you're hanging, so you're going to die. Yeah. Like, nope. I am evil for evil's sake. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and I'm going to, yeah. Uh, I think that's a good comment on it too. And you ma- you making me rethink the uh, a new hope lightsaber fight. If old Obi Wan had gotten to that edge there, right? In the <laughs> yeah. Like, here's the thing: Obi Wan always has to be on the exact same level as you. Because if he yeah. has the low ground or the high ground, <laughs> you're gotcha. screwed. <laughs> He's gotcha. He proves that in every film in the prequels. Uh, what, if any, other stories do you want to see about General Grievous? Uh, are are we hungry for more origin details? Yeah. Uh, with him, I am very much so. Yeah. I mean, that's what I keep uh, harping on here, right? I, 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 I want to know because it's interesting. I think there was a lot of things in, you know, as much as I kind of joke about EU legend stuff not being my favorite, and a lot of it isn't. Uh, a lot of that from that time period, that, that Labyrinth of Evil novel, there's a lot of great things of, that were in there um, that uh, I, I just love the image of Jedi going down into the catacombs thinking they're going to find some bug creatures. And instead, yeah. there's this cape-wearing, four lightsaber having just monster. monster. And yeah. maybe he didn't have the lightsabers at the time, and he took theirs. I don't know. But, like, there's something intriguing in how he got there. The images, if you go, uh, you know, Wikipedia, whatever, and, and just the images of Grievous before as a Kalish warrior and all this stuff, like, it's it's striking, beautiful and powerful in its own way. Yeah. And I'd like to know more about that. 
Yeah, me too. How about you, Jennifer? Yeah, but the thing is, is I want to see, I want to see it, mm. right? I don't, I don't want to read it. I want to see the visuals because what a great oh, visual to yeah. go down into those catacombs. Yeah. But I also want to know, we got it with Ventress, even just, you know, small thing of learning about her childhood. Mm-hmm. What was he like as, as a kid? Tell me, Grievous. Yeah. What was your childhood like? <laughs> this, I think that'd be fascinating. Yeah, because yeah, I think it goes to his motivations. Right. Which, mm. uh, the, there might be a little line here, too, in the Clone Wars animated series, but I don't remember any sort of big guiding philosophy. Mm. Mm. Um, so it'd be cool to see his relationship with Dooku, too. It's like, did Dooku manipulate him? Or was yeah. he really already on this path of, like, I want to be on the winning side. I want to conquer the galaxy. I want to be in command. And that stuff's all fascinating. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's and that's what I want to know. That the origin, and yeah, like what what were their plans for? Him? I imagine you, he's powerfully going to keep him around. So if he hadn't died and they win the war, does you know he become kind of a Vader too? You know, less you know, force sensitive. Obviously, all that kind of yeah. stuff. But like, you got this tool. I'm sure Palpatine's like, yeah, he's got some value to us there. And I decided uh, there's some, there's, there's a lot of play. Yeah. In that if, mind you, there. if there's even like Palpatine's like, all right, I understand you're, you mm. got a Zaj Ventress that right. that's fine for now. No more. And then Duke yeah. was like, uh, I'll put four arms on somebody and <laughs> yeah. give them lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? All right. Uh, any, we've got a fun question to wrap up, but any, uh, other big thoughts about general Grievous besides just celebrating, uh, the, the terror and the bizarreness of him. That is a great way to describe him. Um, I, I, it still stands for me, a character disappointing in the sense that I want more because there's so much there. And, and like anything, when you take a moment to dive in to what is there, you can have fun crawling into these stories of any character. Yeah. And there's a lot with Grievous. So uh, he is underrated, like you said. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really I really do like this character. I like because he's because he is weird. That's why I like what is his name? Carbon. The Mon Calamari that's like cyber. Yeah. Oh, from the comic. Yeah. yeah the, I like that. I yeah. think it's weird. He's the Grievous 2.0. Yeah. yeah. Right. I like when Maul had his, you know, he was spider legs. To me, that that is just, it's fun. It's kind of B movie ish, as we talked about. Yeah. I think it is hashtag uh, keep Star Wars weird. Like mm-hmm. that uh, bumper sticker, keep Portland weird. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag oh, yeah. keep Star Wars weird. And General <laughs> Grievous does that. All right. To close us out with uh, the main topic, what, if anything in life, would make you want to be cybernetically enhanced with multiple limbs, like mm, General right. Grievous? Yeah. You can switch out your legs. You can have your Tuesday legs, your Wednesday legs. I'd be good with that. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, you know, and it's funny, we're, we're, you know, you look at uh, Empire Strikes Back and Luke getting his little uh, arm, and we're, we're kind of there. Yeah. We're kind of there. So um, I, I could be good with four arms i'd be happy with that just what would make me want that uh, video games <laughs> and eating the other day i, I was oh, trying yeah. to stream or actually i was getting ready to stream so I was sitting down i was gonna eat a little snack and i uh couldn't control the controller my laptop and my salad so the salad ended up on the floor oh. that doesn't happen to grievous <laughs> grievous don't drop his salad <laughs> yes mm. <laughs> I don't know about myself, but maybe I could make my dog have some <laughs> cybernetic parts. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah. I just kind of like the idea of it. He'd be a great guard dog then. Yeah. Uh, cybernetic Chihuahua. Yeah, he's a Chihuahua. He's out yeah. of control. So chewy, I don't know. Maybe right? this is not the yeah, it's yeah. Chewy. Maybe this is not the best idea. Chewy yeah. the cyborg Chihuahua sounds like a great idea. <laughs> at least so, for a kid's book. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> sounds like some Felony would put in like season three of something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. I think if I had to have it, I would, I just want to be a bartender because you could just do lots of cool tricks. There you go. You never drop anything, right? Yeah. You'd always have lots of opportunities to catch up. Absolutely. The better for bartending. And I'd have podcasting equipment built into my body. Oh, just that's, 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 come on. We all podcast from anywhere, right? We all need an astromech droid that does that. That is right. We need our podcast astromech. So that is our look at the uh, wonderful terror, the perhaps goofy horror that is General Grievous. I love it. Absolutely. That's what we love doing. Diving in here and force center these characters. We've been doing it more and more and we're going to continue to do it. Uh, so, you know, if you have someone that you're waiting for us to really take a deep dive, we've We've looked at uh, Padme recently. We got some others in our, in our mind. Uh, let us know. Let us know if you like these deep dives into these characters the Force Center way. We love hearing from you. Like uh, your questions. You send us every week audience questions. We've got four here. Let's dive in. Joshua Thorne, he writes, if you could only meet one Star Wars character in real life, which would it be? Uh, Joshua's torn between Dr. Afra and middle-aged Obi-Wan, <laughs> very specific. So that's a great way to start here. If it was all real, Jennifer, who would you want to hang out with, meet? Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. Leia, of course. Yeah, Leia. to go. Yeah, I'm even thinking, I'm thinking General Leia specifically. I think yeah. that, that would be, I'd get some great wisdom, be Fun. It would be heartwarming, and plus, I'd get to meet Carrie Fisher. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, and, I, and so I, I think yeah, the general one is the general Leia version. I was thinking about that. That early on, it was like the pilot episode of Star Wars ranked. It's a little five minute video, and it, like she was the one I wanted to get a drink with because she's got so many stories of the galaxy. Yeah, uh, and, and if you because you can't pull her apart from Carrie, mm-hmm. you have that be the one you'd want to hang out with, not the one. Who's always just like talking about hope? Right. Like, ah, get that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Leia is really tempting, but I think I would ultimately go with uh, with Obi Wan yeah. just mm-hmm. to try to get uh, get some uh, life advice uh, from him and just talk to him about some of his contradictions and see uh, see if he answered honestly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he, I think he'd be really, really helpful and fun. I'd definitely go to a bar with him. Oh, that'd be the best. And that'd I would ask him what he thinks the best bar is, because I think he has opinions, <laughs> yeah. obviously. You'd have a, Obi-Wan with his opinions. <laughs> uh. um, you know, it's hard to not go to, like, your favorite character. So it's like, for me, it's Han Solo. But I, I got to tell you, Han might be, depending on when you meet him, might be a tough hang, you know? Yeah. Might be a little standoffish. Uh, again, like uh, like Harrison, I'm uh, <laughs> I'd be afraid to meet Harrison. For <laughs> is, is he going to be cynical? Is he going to be uh, that documentary, that lost documentary of The Empire Strikes Back? He barely opens his mouth to talk, uh, you know. Or is it? I was watching the, the, this Mike Douglas clip we're talking about. He is fresh faced, Han mm-hmm. uh, Harrison, just like having fun. So I don't know if I'd hang out with him. Yeah. I so my answer is is uh, is is out there, and it and it might end up. It might end up oddly enough being uh, Lando. Ooh, ah. yeah. Before maybe when he gets Bespin early on, he hasn't been bogged down by admin problems. Yeah, he's riding high. Yes, <laughs> yeah. He's got stories. He's gonna he's gonna buy you around. It'd be like hanging out with Mark Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, Joshua, thank you for your answers. And Afra, that's a great, that's a great. But mm-hmm. Afra, you might get into some trouble. You might be some people are gonna be chasing you. Mm-hmm. Some it's gonna be some problems. Jesse Collins writes: Do you think there's room for more Jedi Force-related stories within the Skywalker era, or would they have to move to a different time placement? So, post Order sixty six, all this kind of stuff. We we're we're learning more and more of other Jedi that survived, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it does 
beg the question, Luke is... Is he the chosen one? Is he the last Jedi? All those kind of things. Yeah. Does it, does it step on that? One? I think you have to be careful with that uh, period in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And I think mm. Kanan and Ezra's stories ended up uh, being really good and really interesting. Um, I would be happy to hear a story from that era of somebody who didn't get involved uh, at all. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I know that sounds like a boring story. Or somebody who only got involved locally, like right. on some mm. faraway planet. And, you know, they really, they're not a hope because they're never going to step up. They're not that powerful. Right. I think there's room for a story like that. And it, depending on what Jesse means by the Skywalker era, I think right. there's a ton of options post Return of the Jedi. Right. Yes. Exactly. Really rich storytelling right. of, you know, how many people are bugging Luke Skywalker. From the second the the second Death Star explodes, I can like, move things. I can move things. Yeah, like, swear, swear. Um, we weren't gonna say this while the Emperor was still in power, but our two year old is constantly moving rocks with their mind. Please, Master Jedi. Like, there's so many rich stories to be told about that era. Mm-hmm. New version of stage parents. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think you're right there, Jennifer. Yeah, I would go. Uh, I would go in that time frame. I mean, I I go to Force sensitive people mm. that's what i would go to broom kid i want to see right. the yeah. broom kids of the world we talk about the harry potter's hogwarts school mm. that's that to me is really oh that would be so exciting yeah <laughs> yeah i, I mean I, I i like the idea you have to be so even with ahsoka even with ahsoka and rebels and and her still being alive at the end wh- wh- however you get to that point wor- world between worlds everything um I, you can't have her talk to Luke. You can't have her, you know, and I get, you know, I do get not worried. They'll handle it. But, you know, it's like, do be careful. But I love the idea. The galaxy's so big. Yeah. Here in L.A., if you move to Santa Monica, you're out of my life. I don't <laughs> see you. I have a friend. He moved, he moved to Torrance. I haven't seen him in 12 oh, years. His kids are like, he's. I remember he was like, I'm, we're pregnant. And now they're like starting to look at high schools. And I'm like, I, I haven't yeah. seen you since then. So, the so what you're saying is you think he might be a Jedi. He you might wouldn't be even a Jedi. Know. Yeah, he would have survived. Yeah, he would know. He would have survived Order 6. So the galaxy in Star Wars is so huge. <laughs> I can get behind another even full-fledged Jedi during this era. It's just how you deal with it. So, uh, And then afterwards, yeah, it's totally different. That is so funny to me to imagine like somebody reporting to uh, Palpatine, like, there's a Jedi. Where? Torrance. Too far. Too far. <laughs> South of the 10 freeway. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse, for that question there. Lisa Godfrey writes this. I like it. I feel like the Knights of Ren are going to play a big part in Kylo's fate in Episode Nine. I think in the end they'll turn on him and cause his eventual downfall. I also think we may get to see a Force-sensitive character such as Jason Syndulla make their entrance into live-action cinema, potentially as a member of the Knights of Ren. It seems like Jason was meant to play a big part in the Star Wars universe. The way he was created, so intentional, secretive, and sudden, just makes you think it was with purpose. Do you guys think the Knights of Ren will play a significant part in Episode Nine? And do you think it's possible Jason will be a member? A lot of thoughts there, Lisa, mm-hmm. that we love. Dive on in here. I don't know where to begin because I get it. I, I tend to be on the grumpier, the Knights of Ren don't factor into the story at all thought Yeah, guy. So that's that's too negative to end uh, to start on, uh, <laughs> Joseph, uh, unless you hit them as well. I don't know. Uh, no, I really, really want the Knights of Ren to be uh, touched mm-hmm. on in episode yeah. nine or even be some sort of pivotal force like uh, many people have suggested or that Lisa is uh, suggesting that that could be a big part of Kylo's fate. I really want that. And if they're not in it, I want that Knights of Ren book to come out in mm. January 2020 right. immediately after because it is too juicy and interesting of a thing to dangle in this 
world of Star Wars mm-hmm. where there's so much room for content. Um, I think it's really interesting and totally tracks that Jason could be a Knight of Ren. If you imagine that Jason did go to Luke's school, mm-hmm. if you imagine that inference in The Last Jedi that he took some of the students with him, that those students became Knights of Ren, I think that all tracks logically. Mm-hmm. I have an instinct that it won't happen mm-hmm. because I, I see Jason as a big, beautiful problem. Yeah, <laughs> I see Jason as uh, Dave Filoni feeling like this is a really beautiful end yeah, to Hera and Kanan's story, Makes sense. And, yeah, yeah. and to continue the legacy of Kanan, but I it doesn't seem to me like there was a plan to uh, address how how obviously Jason's fate should right. collide with Luke's fate, right? Which means he's either slaughtered or off with Kylo Ren, <laughs> <laughs> or else, I mean that's not those are the two most <laughs> yeah. obvious options. Yeah. He could he could have moved to Torrance. Yeah, he's he in space <laughs> Torrance. Space Torrance, indeed. <laughs> But you would think he'd be a member of the resistance, yeah. right? Uh, it's in his blood. Yeah, but I just so get, much. Yeah, I just get concerned that they do let the story silo. And this was a beautiful end to Rebels, a yeah. beautiful end to Kanan. And J.J. Abrams is not in a story meeting with Dave Filoni, going, "Hey, remember, you need a guy who looks like this, yeah, and you right. need to handle his story." Like, so from a fan's perspective, it makes total sense. I personally worry that that's not how Lucasfilm is telling the story. Yeah, I don't think J- JJ might have seen some rebels. I don't think Chris Terrio has, maybe, but I don't know. Maybe Chris Terrio's like, "Hey, I was writing Argo, and uh, you know, I watched uh, <laughs> Star Wars Rebels the first season." Yeah, I, I, I don't think I, I don't. Sadly, I don't think Jason could. But it's interesting, and the, but also, you know, Hera says, "And we had a son, and you know, he's like his father, like, like stubborn, like I don't know." But yeah, yeah she, she doesn't say. You know, we assume obviously he's, he's anxious to grow a ponytail. Yeah, yeah, like it could be anything. But but I say, but uh, Jen Knights of Ren. Yes, I I want the Knights of Ren to make an appearance, and I like the idea that they could bring Kylo down in some way because I think of it like they they know him. They know his weaknesses, Mm. you know, before he was the mighty Kylo Ren. And so it's like your old friends from back in the day that knew you when you were a kid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, we know you. You're so-and-so from the block, whatever. So Mm. I... I like <laughs> Jenny from the block. Jenny yeah. from the block. I don't You're know why I went to JLo. Ben Skywalker from the block. Yeah. I was not from the block. Ben Solo. Uh, but yeah, so I like that. And I think that they need to deal with it. If not in the movie, then in a book, I think right. JJ does have specific ideas. Just like Dave Filoni, I think has specific ideas mm-hmm. about Jason. And if Dave Filoni was directing episode nine, he would definitely be in there. Oh yeah. I think yeah. that we might see him again somewhere. And puffer pigs. Yeah. And puffer pigs. <laughs> and I, uh, I, always, yeah. I always sound like I don't, I love, I love, Filoni. I always, I don't know why I always go to the puffer pigs. I apologize, everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, and to be clear, like I like the concept of the Knights of Ren. I love the acolytes of uh, Beyond uh, that Wendig put in Aftermath. Yeah. It's, it's uh, uh, among all the uh, the issues with, that popped up with with him and Marvel. I'm also disappointed that I won't get to see him write that comic. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I don't think it's not that I don't think could or should factor in. I just, I just. I still wonder how much emphasis is on Snoke saying, you know, oh, you, the master, the Knights of Ren, and how much was it a very viable team? Or you got your school buddies, and you Mm -hmm. formed a little squad, and you ain't as tough as you think you are. You wear a mask. I don't know. So I don't know if there's, you know, what Lisa's saying. I could totally get behind what Lisa's believing in her heart here. Like Kylo and his buddies are like, who are you? We don't like you anymore. 
uh, because we want to stay this kind of evil and you want to be that kind of evil or whatever. Yeah. I could see it. I and just it, I just yeah. don't see it. There is that big question with Knights of Ren of is it something that uh, Ben turning into Kylo kind of formed out of his school buddies or is it in the unknown regions, is it right. something similar to Sith? Is it an ancient sect that mm. Knights yes. of Ren cool. has been around for generations and in, in Kylo did mm-hmm. fight to become the leader? And, and and that could be, and if you unveil that, then then I'm really on board, and then I want that book. I'll yeah. be there. I mean, I would probably I would just be, be kidding. I read any book, but but yeah, that that is more interesting to because certainly that's the question we had out of one of one of the many questions out of JJ's mystery box of seven. Yeah, was what are the Knights of Ren? It doesn't mean anything, or is he just like I'm going to take this cool name? Yeah, or did he's like a mask in yeah. um, Ren? That's you, cool. You guys want to be on team? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Lisa, wonderful thoughts. A lot there. A lot there. Um, Moose Matson. Uh, Moose Matson sounds like you pitched for the Yankees in 77, and I love that <laughs> name. Uh, in which way did you watch each of the movies? Movie theater, drive-in, home video. All of mine have been in a good old movie house except for Empire, and that is a story all of its own. Well, Moose, let's share that memory over on Spotlight Star Wars one episode there. But this is a fun question. I love the origins of Star Wars. Uh, where did you see them first, Jennifer? Uh, in the movie theater. But then, really, I came of age uh, with VHS, mm-hmm. the VHS tapes, and watching it on TV. Yeah. And, mm. yeah, definitely. So I did watch them which, in the movie theater. Which was like Jedi first? Jedi yeah, first, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the special, then, no, they, the re-releases, right? Then the special editions, yeah, well, I mean, because there's. I remember how that went. Because well, there was well, there were times uh, people would have it maybe officially on record, but there were times when they, you know, back back then they would just bring movie back to the theater right, for a exactly. little bit. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Joseph. Oh yeah, I, the one of my earliest memories is is seeing A New Hope in the theater, which you know mm. it's it's dangerous to say out loud because yes. people can do the math. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it's very very young, and then. Empire, I remember so well. I got to see it first on my birthday, August 17th, and then we went nice. back on my brother's birthday, November 2nd, because we had to drive across the tallest bridge in Portland <laughs> to go to the movie theater. Uh, and then, yeah, and then everyone has been in the theater. I remember the anxiety of one of uh, being worried that a tall person would sit in front of me at Return of the Jedi. That was like, <laughs> oh. that occupied my thoughts oh. for many months. <laughs> uh, for many months. Yeah. Shaking in your, your, your room. I yeah. hope, I hope, I hope a Wookiee doesn't sit in front of me. Pretty much, like some tall jerks, <laughs> old kids sitting in front of me. I can't, and it didn't. It worked out it great. Worked out. That, was uh, rough, that was a real problem when you were a kid. Now that yeah. I'm remembering that, it totally was. And it it was seat. not as it, yeah. it's common to have like these super tiered seats, obviously right. that we yes. have now. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was a real risk. Um, we didn't have a uh, VCR growing up. There was one uh, birthday, I want to think like '85 or '86, that we rented a VCR. Yes. And oh my gosh, Rented yes. Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and. Uh, my parents were gonna watch Return of the Jedi uh, with my brother and I, but we just kept we watched Jabba's Palace and then kept rewinding and just watching the whole Jabba's Palace <laughs> oh sequence because it was so exciting. <laughs> Luke doing the flip, oh yeah, catching the lightsaber, giving it that little glance, and then going to town. Uh, I mean, I could we could do a whole episode on renting VCRs because yeah. that's yeah. what we did in our family for a lot of years. Good old yeah. top loader. Uh, for me, yeah. So I, I, I've said before, drive-in theater for New Hope, but I was one, have no memory, but I was there, and the Force was with me. Uh, didn't see Empire, so I saw Jedi first in the theater, then Empire. So I had a weird viewing order yeah. because even with VHS, I, I saw Return of the Jedi, then we probably rented the VCR and the tape and watched <laughs> A New Hope, 
Then I watched Empire. And it was I was waiting to watch it. So I'm like eight years old. Like, can we watch that second one? Can we watch that second one? And we wow. finally did an event at my friend's house. And then I got really cranky because like I get I was grumpy even at eight. Um, uninvited guests showed up, like like my friend's cousins, and I didn't know them. Oh. And I was really upset because we started watching Empire, and and I was like, I don't know why are they here, and I got really. But I'm not vocal. I'm not like screen like who are I just was like really visibly upset. My mom had to like pull me aside and then she figured out what's going on. So they stopped the movie and removed the kids from the viewing. <laughs> no. And we finished watching it. I oh am a gosh. horrible person. It was yeah. eight years old. Uh, that, no, it was eight years old because I was like, don't ruin my viewing. Yeah. They were like higher energy kids and it just upset uh, me. Oh, well, no. They should not have been there. Yeah. Well, you know, call. but I was, that's, Absolutely. that's me in a nutshell. So that is my viewing order VHS for Empire. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Moose, we would love to hear your empire story down the line. So thank you to Moose, Lisa, Jesse, and Joshua sending these questions in. If you have a question, you know how to reach out to us. But if you don't, go to Twitter at Force Center Pod, Instagram at Force Center Pod, or Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. Website is ForceCenterPod.Podomatic.net. Head to our YouTube channel. Got a lot of fun things there now and more things on the way. You want some merch? You want to speculate responsibly like uh, we're doing here today? Go to tpublic.com slash user slash force center and tweet us pics of your merch. And uh, you wearing them and we'll reshare them. Podcasts available in a lot of spots, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, and Podomatic, our home. We are so close, Joseph, to hitting some of our big goals on Patreon. That's right. We are very, very close to uh, unlocking the goal of doing commentary for all the movies. And we've been talking. We've got some uh, fun ideas for even beyond that. So if mm-hmm. you have a dollar or two a month and want to support us, it really, really helps us out. Info on, on, on that is at patreon.com slash center. Absolutely. We got a lot of things going on, working on things here and there. Jennifer, where can they find you and your work? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at Jennifer Landa. And be sure to check out my latest Happy Beeps episode where I read an excerpt from Galaxy of Fear, City of the Dead. I took a page from Ben Burt's uh, sound effects guide and I recorded leaves and whatnot. <gasps> It was a lot of fun. I got really excited about leaves. I just know you're so good at the at the audio editing. Like, oh, I just want to hear that now. Just want to hear all the spooky sound effects Jennifer put together. Leaves. Joseph, when you're not interested in leaves, where else can they find you? That's that's about it. That's about uh, it. I I go through a. You can go on my guided tour of Los Angeles to the five trees (laughs) that change for Halloween. Uh, no, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. Uh, always have stuff going on. You can go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com for info. In particular, I want to point out on the main page of my website, josephscrimshaw.com is the link to that Project Adventures in Voting, yes. an album full of stories about uh, pop culture characters that inspire us. Lots of uh, friends of the show. Jennifer has a great piece mm-hmm. about Smurfs. Uh, yes. I have a piece about Star Wars <laughs> and one about Captain America. Uh, oh, yeah. J- John Roca's on there, Jay Washington, lots of cool people, lots of great people 
on the album. And then uh, if you're a local to L.A., I have a show on Friday, October 26th, my game night variety show. It'll be some fun, spooky comedy. And Ken, I know you have a show that <laughs> I night, too. I was just going to say, it's like, well, there's a choice for you all in front of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I think you could try to hit both shows. Yeah, I'll be uh, opening uh, and hosting uh, Mark Ellis's comedy show at the Los Globos Theater, uh, which is over in Silver Lake here in Hollywood. You can go to markellislive.com. Me and Josh McCuga hosting it. Uh, Candace Thompson and T also on the bill as well with Mark. Uh, and I think Roca's making an appearance. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't really watch Collider Live. They're figuring it out right now over there. Um, but uh, you could try, try to make both. You could you could go to, to the, the Burbank area, hit yeah. Joseph's show, and then uh, run on over. And, uh, yeah, what time is the... the I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ken's got this maybe, hosting in the bag. Maybe send a representative to <laughs> each from your family. I don't know. Get a clone. Get a clone. Get a clone. Get a, clone. <laughs> Get a general grievous. It's, it's a sad. helpful suggestion, but yeah. it really sounded like an insult. Get a, Get a, a clone. clone. <laughs> Uh, all my clones will be the fourth clone of Michael Keaton from multi- Multiplicity. I, oh I like pizza. All right, guys, you can follow me at Catnapsack. Follow us again, like I said, at Four Center Pod. That is it. Had a lot of fun diving into Grievous. So for General Grievous, let's all scamper away. We'll see you next time here on Four Center. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.